Hey, what's going on, everybody? This your guy, Jay Raw, with another edition of the Jay Raw Weekly Wrestling Podcast, episode 12. Today is August 24th, 2019. One week away from my big trip to the big shot town for StarCast 3. Really looking forward to that. Just want to make sure real quick to give my, all my shout outs and plugs and get that out the way so we can get into this week's episode. It's a long one. So, because last week I was on vacation. Shout out to the VP, Nose G. We had a good time up there in Ocean City, Maryland. So, you know, it is what it is. Next up, I want to make sure to shout out my big bro, DJ Hardcore from DJ Hardcore Productions. Don't forget the. Sorry, folks. Here we go. Sorry about that. Don't forget the um, showcase next weekend, August 31st. Another installment, They Can't Do It Like Us, which I do believe that tickets are still $10 for now. Um, it's 15 at the. They also 15. Check out the v, um, VIP packages up on eventbrite.com. Make sure you type in the search engine. They can't do it like us. And you'll be able to find the um, showcase and check out all the wonderful things Big big Bro got going on. Also, want to make sure to shout out all the Facebook groups. First and foremost, my brothers, my partners in crime. Y'all already know that will be Russell Cave. Shout out to Ace Porter, what up Ace? 30 Case. Can't forget Pat with the facts. Mike B. Jones, the White Yasmin, MC Quick, and everybody else. Also want to shout out MOC Marked Out Club and Can't Forget the True Hills. What up, Sid? And that's pretty much it. Alright, so without further ado, oh, without first forgetting. The most important shout out. I'm gonna make sure to shout out Fightful.com. Wanna you know make sure to shout my guys out, uh Sean Rossap and Jimmy Van Sam. Uh like I said, I get a lot of my news and results from there. So um just make sure y'all check out, go to their Patreon. Oh, don't forget to go to the Patreon for One Struggle Radio. And making a huge announcement right now, we are on speaker.com. I just got everything situated with that and uploaded our first. Well, my um, the ROH New Japan review I did a couple of days ago, I got that up on speaker. So that's also on our One Struggle Radio. So you can go on speaker and One Struggle Radio on YouTube. Check out the audio to that. All right. So now, without further ado. Getting into this week's episode of the J Raw Wrestling Podcast. We about twelve episodes in, so you should if you have been listening, you should be familiar how the format goes. But if you're not, miss your first time uh checking me out, wanna first and foremost say welcome. Second, I'm not gonna say what well, took you so long, I'm glad you came, cause you know this really just a process just starting so you know i'm a couple months in i've been doing this since uh what april now so been glad to to bring this to you every week as much as i can had a little hiatus for a couple weeks but you know it is what it is i'm back and 
better than ever and even looking forward to the big trip next uh, weekend StarCast. But let's get into this week's episode. The way it starts out, I do my Raw SmackDown highlights. Then I go into some uh, recaps of AEW. Then I also bring you some other wrestling news as well and tidbits. Then, of course, we got our top 10 of the week. Can't forget the high spot and the botch of the week. And also the top WB, that'd be Women in Boy Shorts, my Facebook group, Female Wrestler of the Week. All right, so without further ado now, we are going to get into the raw highlights for this week, which was for August the 19th, 2019. The show starts out with Dolph Ziggler grabs the microphone before a match begins to tell Roman Reigns that he isn't he isn't a Twitter keyboard warrior. Then Ziggler says he's glad that Reigns is okay after recent attacks. Ziggler talks about recent things that have happened to him at the hands of Goldberg, Shawn Michaels, and The Miz before nailing Reigns with the super kick. Then the match begins between Roman Riggler, Rome, mm, The match begins between Roman Reigns and Dolph Ziggler. All right, so the match between Reigns knocked Ziggler out of the ring with the right after avoiding another super kick. Reigns goes out of the ring and he misses a Superman punch. Ziggler then shoved Reigns into the barricade before landing a zigzag on the arena floor as we go to commercial break. We return from break to see Ziggler in the ring holding Reigns' chin in a chin lock. Ziggler releases the hold to nail Reigns with a few strikes. Reigns recovers as he propels charging Ziggler out of the ring. Reigns goes out of the ring and he nails Ziggler with a drive-by. Reigns get, get Ziggler back in the ring and then he lands at a leaping clothesline. Reigns traps Ziggler in the corner while landing a bunch of clotheslines, smashes, and a big boot. Ziggler avoids another Superman punch to land a roll-up, followed by a leaping DDT for a near fall. Ziggler goes for another zigzag and instead catches Reigns in a roll-up for another near fall. Ziggler then goes for a spear as he crashes into the ring post instead of Ziggler then hits Reigns with the zigzag for the near fall. Ziggler goes for another super kick and Reigns blocks it and lands a Superman punch for a near fall. Reigns goes for a spear and Ziggler counters with the Famouser and for another near fall. Ziggler gets angry and Reigns drills him with a spear for a three count. And there you have it. Roman Reigns going over on Dolph Ziggler. All right. So next up, we get a video package that airs highlights of the return of Sasha Banks. Now, Becky Lynch is shown backstage earlier today. And Lynch talks about being violently attacked by Sasha Banks last week. She says she wants to fight everyone. She wants to fight everybody at their at their best. Lynn says that Banks ran away crying from the WWE. Lynn says that Banks did nothing while she was gone. Lynn says that Banks is the greatest woman on the WWE roster to never be great than Lynch. Says she, mm, sorry. Lynch says that Banks is the greatest woman on WWE roster to never be great. 
Lynn says it was her that unleashed the greatness in banks. Next up is the King's Court, and Lawler talks about the history of the WWE King of the Ring tournament. The lights start to go out of the arena, and Lawler exit the ring as the lights go completely out. Then the Fiend appears on stage behind Lawler as he applies the mandible claw to him. The Fiend disappears and WWE officials come out to help Lawler. Alright, then after that we have a match between a tag team match between Ricochet and the Miz versus Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. Now the match begins with McIntyre nailing the Miz with a few elbow strikes. Ricochet tags in and he kicks McIntyre in the head. Ricochet then takes McIntyre down with a springboard cross body block. Miz tags in and he nails McIntyre with the boot to the head as Ricochet lands a standing moonsault. Miz and Ricochet clear the ring before Ricochet takes out his opponents with a suicide dive as we go to commercial break. We return from break to see Miz and Corbin exchanging blows until Corbin lands a shoulder tackle. The corporate stands over Miz while landing a plethora of strikes. McIntyre tags in and he backs Miz in the corner before propelling him across the ring for a near fall. McIntyre holds Miz down while wrenching away on his arm. Miz fights back and McIntyre drops him with the clothesline. Corbin tags back in and he stomps away on, on a downed Miz. Miz fights back again and Corbin nails him with an avalanche. McIntyre tags in and he nails Miz with the spine buster for a near fall. Miz recovers as he nails McIntyre with the DDT. Ricochet and Corbin get tagged in but their respective partners. Ricochet quickly starts cleaning house against the opposing team. Ricochet nails Corbin with the Ingazuri followed by a rolling drop kick for a near fall. Ricochet then nails Corbin with the head kick followed by a springboard clothesline. Ricochet nails Corbin with the standing sh a standing shooting star press for a near fall. Then McIntyre hits the ring to take care of Ricochet and Miz. McIntyre goes for a Claymore kick as Ricochet nails him with the super kick. Miz then hits McIntyre with a skull-crushing finale. Then Corbin then nails Miz with the choke slam. Corbin follows up by nailing Ricochet with a deep six for a near fall. Corbin gets Ricochet on the top rope and then Ricochet nails him with a missile drop kick. Corbin misses a charge, a charge in the corner as he crashes into the ring. The Ricochet nails Corbin with the recoil for a three count. And then there you have it. Ricochet and Miz go over on Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. All right. So after that, Sasha Banks is stone, shown backstage. All right. Then after that, Booker T appears for an interview via Skype. Booker first talks about how the Fiend attacked Jerry Lawler early in the show. Booker then talks about the King of the Ring tournament. Booker talks about the history of the tournament before picking Drew McIntyre to win the whole thing. Alright, so next up we have a WWE United States Championship match. We have the champ AJ Styles with Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson versus Braun Strowman. 
Now the match begins with Styles slapping Strowman in the face. Strowman charges at Styles as he crashes into the corner instead. Strowman recovers and he drops Styles with the shoulder tackle. Styles rolls out of the ring and Strowman chases him back in it. Styles attacks Strowman with a ton of strikes when they got back in the ring. Strowman recovers and then he nails Styles with the back body drop. Strowman then drops Anderson and Gallows. Styles fights back and then he nails Strowman with a few more strikes. Strowman then drops a flying Styles with a right. Strowman sets up for a power slam until Gallows and Allison get in the ring to attack him. Then the winner by DQ was Braun Strowman. Now after the match, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows continue their attack on Braun Strowman before throwing him into the ring pros. Then Seth Rollins makes his way to the ring and he helps Strowman against his attackers. Then Rollins eventually clears the ring. Alright, so next up, Samoa, Samoa Joe was shown backstage. Braun Strowman is approached by Steph Rollins backstage. Rollins says that Strowman would be his next challenger for the WWE title if it were up to him. Rollins says that he wants to team with Strowman against the OC for the Raw Tag Team titles tonight. Alright, so after that, we get a King of the Ring opening round match, Samoa Joe versus Cesaro. Now the match begins with Cesaro immediately dropping Joe with a running European uppercut for a near fall. Joe fights back and then he nails Cesaro with a few strikes. Joe then drops a charging Cesaro with a running back elbow strike. Cesaro then hits Joe with a springboard European uppercut for a near fall. Cesaro looks for the big swing and Joe gets freed to land an Inguzuri in the corner. Cesaro rolls out of the ring and Joe knocks him into the crowd with a suicide dive and then we go to commercial break. We return from break to see Joe and Cesaro exchanging strikes in the corner. Joe ends the exchange by dropping Cesaro. Joe holds Cesaro down while twisting away on his head. Cesaro gets up and Joe quickly nails and drops him again. Joe goes for a senton and Cesaro rolls out of the way. Cesaro then nails Joe with a bunch of European uppercuts in the corner. Cesaro then drops Joe with a running boot to the head for a near fall. Cesaro then hits Joe with the suplex for another near fall. Joe fights back and Cesaro knocks him out of the ring with the European uppercut. Cesaro follows Joe out of the ring to land another European uppercut. Cesaro gets Joe back in the ring before landing a top rope high cross body for a near fall. Joe recovers and then he nails a charging Cesaro with a Uranagi followed by a senton for a near fall. Cesaro fights back and then he nails Joe with more European uppercuts. Cesaro trips up Joe before landing the big swing and applying a sharpshooter. Cesaro transitions into a crossface and Joe escapes after the roll-up attempt. Now Joe catches a leaping Cesaro in a near naked chokehold and taps out. Follows. So there you have it. Samoa Joe winning by tapping out Cesaro with the cho- with the coquina clutch.
All right, so next up is highlights are shown of Drake Maverick trying to defeat Elias over the weekend to win the WWE 24-7 title. Now, Elias is in the ring, and some weird audio plays over the, the speakers as he speaks. Elias says that tonight is his farewell performance. Elias says he cannot risk being out in front of everybody while being the WWE 24-7 champion. Elias starts his song, and he stops because the first guitar doesn't sound right. Elias wants the second guitar, and the sound guy gives it him the second one. His R-Truth is revealed to be the sound guy as he roll, rolls up Elias for a near falls. Truth nails Elias for a scissor kick and another near fall. R-Truth grabs the guitar, and Elias gets out the ring before he can use it. Alright, so next up, Rey Mysterio is shown backstage. And Charlie Caruso interviews Rey Mysterio, who says is an unfortunate man with a beautiful family and a wonderful career. Mysterio says that Andrade ripped his mask off is a disgrace and a huge insult. Mysterio says his body hasn't been responding to what he has been envisioning. Mysterio feels that all the injuries he's had gathered throughout the years has been catching up with him. Mysterio says it's time for him to hang up the mask and let the new generation of superstars make their way. Mysterio's son, Dominic, interrupts and says, and he says that his father says that he would debut with him as his partner. Dominic says he want to be able to tell his children that he teamed with his grandfather. Dominic tells his dad not to retire, and Mysterio says he will still compete instead of retiring. All right, so next up, you have the New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods going up against the Revivals, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. Now, the match begins with Big E immediately dropping Dawson with the clothesline. Then E corners Dawson before landing a corner spare. E also drops Dawson with the back elbow strike for a near fall. Woods tags in as he double-teams Dawson with E for a near fall. Dawson fights back and he drops Wood with a few strikes. Wilder tags in and he nails a corner Woods with more strikes. Woods fights back as he nails Wilder with a rolling clothesline. E hits the ring and he works with Woods to clear the ring as we go to commercial break. We return from break to see Woods knocking off Wilder off the ropes. Dawson tags in and he goes for the ropes before getting knocked off by Woods. Woods then nails Dawson with a missile drop kick and Wilder gets tagged in by their respective partners. E quickly starts clearing the ring against the opposing team. E drops Wilder before landing a running splash. E looks for the big ending and Dawson breaks it up. E sets up for a spear as Randy Orton appears out of nowhere to nail him with an RKO. And the winners by disqualification were the New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods. Now after the match, Kofi Kingston comes to the ring to battle the Revival and Randy Orton. Now Orton ends up ending Orton ends Kingston's momentum by nailing him with an RKO. 
Xavier Wood hits the ring and the revival work with Orton to hit him with the super RKO. Orton then makes Kingston watch as the revival destroys the knee of Woods. All right, so next up, Michael Cole interviews Sasha Banks, who said the week has been an emotional one for her since returning to the WWE. Banks says she looked in the mirror last week and that blue is her color. Banks talks about the response to her blue hair. Banks says she looks good and feels even better. Banks then says you're welcome for attacking Natalia and Becky Lynch before walking away. Now next up we have a match between Alexa Blix and Nikki Cross versus Fire and Desire which is Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Now the match begins with Deville scoring a takedown on Cross and Cross getting back up to land a throat thrust. Bliss tags in and Deville rolls her up a few times for a few near falls. Rose tags in and she double teams Bliss alongside Deville for a near fall. Bliss fights back and Rose nails her with the right. Rose trips up before Bliss taunting her. Rose then nails Bliss with the drop kick followed by a knee strike for a near fall. Now Cross interferes as she kicks Rose in the back. Rose knocks her to the arena floor before dropping her. Bliss then nails a distracted Rose with the baseball slide drop kick. Bliss gets Rose back in the ring for a near fall on a pin attempt. Cross tags in as she double teams Rose with Bliss. Cross drops Rose before applying a straight jacket hold. Bliss tags in and she again double teams Rose with Cross. Rose recovers as she drills Bliss with another knee strike. Cross and DeVille get tagged in by their respective partners. DeVille quickly attacks Cross with striking combinations. Cross fights back and DeVille nails her with a spine buster. But Bliss interferes and DeVille nails her with the head kick. Cross then nails DeVille with a spining neckbreaker for the three count. And there you have it. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross going over Fire and Desire. Mandy Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Alright. So next up, we got Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman are talking strategy in the locker room. Rollins tells Strowman to follow his lead with the tag titles tonight. Strowman disagrees and says Rollins should be following his lead before exiting the locker room. All right, so next up, we got our second King of the Ring opening round match, Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn. Now, the match begins with Zayn dropping Alexander after landing a series of strikes. Zayn then drops Alexander with the clothesline for a near fall. Zayn then drags Alexander near the ropes for a choke on him in the middle rope. Alexander fights back and then Zayn drops him with the backbreaker for a near fall. Zayn keeps Alexander down while applying a chin lock. Alexander gets free and Zayn nails him with a Michidoku driver for a near fall. Zayn keeps Alexander down while reapplying the chin lock to him. Alexander gets free and he attacks Zayn with a few strikes. 
Alexander then hit Zayn with a spinning elbow strike in a flying forearm. Alexander then takes Zayn down with the head scissors takedown. Alexander knocks Zayn out of the ring with the drop kick before landing a suicide dive. Alexander then gets Zayn in the middle of the ring before landing a handspring in Gazuri and a lumbar check for a three count. And there you have it, Cedric Alexander going all over Sami Zayn and advancing in the King of the Ring tournament. All right, so next up, the Street Profits are backstage and they talk about the King of the Ring tournament. Plus, they talk about what happened on tonight on Raw. Then Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows are complaining backstage about having to defend their tag titles tonight. AJ Styles appears to say that the OC will prove just how great they are. All right, so next up, Natalia is shown backstage with her arm in a sling. She says she just came from the doctor, and she said that the last few weeks have been emotional. Natalia says she didn't expect what happened with Sasha Banks last week. Sasha arrives and beats up Natalia again. Banks traps her arm of Natalia, traps the arm of Natalia in the drawer before kicking it closed. Banks then tells Natalia to go to hell. All right, so we have the main event, which is the Raw Tag Team Championship match, the OC, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson with AJ Styles in their corner going up against Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. All right, so the match begins with Strowman backing Gallows into the corner while landing a ton of strikes. Strowman then drops Gallows with the shoulder tackle. Rollins tags in and he nails Gallows with the, a top rope punch. Gallows recovers and then he drops Rollins with the right. Anderson tags in and he, and he corners Rollins before attacking the injured midsection. Rollins fights back and then he drops Anderson with the clothesline. Gallows makes a blind tag and Rollins knocks both opponents to the arena floor now gallows recovers and he drops rollins on top of the barricade a few times as we go to commercial break we return from break to see anderson wrenching away on the arms of Rollins on the arm of rollins rollins fights back until anderson lands a spine buster for the near fall anderson plays rollins on the top rope and then he follows up follows him up thereafter landing a few strikes rollins fights back and he knocks anderson off the top ropes rollins then nailed a daze anderson with a blockbuster and gallo tags in and he attacks the ribs of rollins before choking him on the middle rope styles looks to interfere and Strowman confronts him on the arena floor Gallows shoves a distracted Strowman into the ring post. Gallows gets back up into the ring and nail and Rollins nails him with a super kick. Anderson tags in as Rollins takes out both opponents. Rollins then sends a charging Gallows out of the ring before landing a suicide dive. Rollins hits Anderson with a falcon arrow for a near fall. Rollins goes to the top rope and Styles interfere to knock him off. 
Gallows tags in as he works with Anderson and land an elevated net breaker for a near fall. Anderson tags back in and Rollins fights back against both foes. Anderson then tosses Rollins out of the ring. Gallows grabs Rollins as Strowman returns to take Gallows and Styles. Take out Gallows and Styles, excuse me. <laughs> Strowman tags in and he destroys Anderson with shoulder tackles. Roman then nails Anderson with the avalanche before dropping Gallows with the shoulder tackle. Strowman nails Anderson with a running power slam for a three count. And there you have it. Brand new Raw Tag Team Champions. That'll be Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Well, that was Raw in a nutshell, folks. Which was an okay episode, I must admit. TV getting a little better with Raw. Contrary to some opinion. But my opinion and the J-Raw opinion, it wasn't too bad of a Raw. Give it close to a mm, little over three and a half stars. All right. So I'm going to take a quick water break and then we're going to go ahead into the SmackDown highlights. And then next up will be that AEW. We'll get into that next. All right. Hold tight. Peace. And if it's any water sponsors, you can reach out to your boy at onestruggleradio at gmail.com. Also, um, next week before I leave for Chicago, I'm going to be releasing uh, a video and explaining to all businesses who would like to purchase or Sponsor some ad time here on the not only on the J Raw Wrestling Podcast but on the One Struggle Radio Podcast Network. If you guys want to buy ad time, I'll be more than willing to do ad reads as low as fifteen dollars for a thirty second read, and sixty seconds read to be about thirty dollars. But I'll release the um sliding scale to all the advertisers in a video that i'm going to um do and and have up and share and let you advertisers know if you guys want to buy some ad time especially like my water breaks and buy ad time on one struggle tv because that we jumping off and get ready to have some new interviews coming up real soon you guys can also buy ad time on One Struggle TV as well as the One Struggle Radio Podcast Network. All right, so without further ado, we're going to go ahead with that plug and then got my water break in. Hold on, let me get one more sip. Hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into these SmackDown highlights, which, for, which was for August 20th, 2019. All right, so the show starts out with Randy Orton coming to the ring and talks out talks about how he in the revival dismantled the New Day last night and that Kofi Kingston is stupid and a coward before he's interrupted by the New Day's music and Kofi Kingston hitting him with trouble in paradise and then trapping his leg in a chair. Kofi then takes out the revival when he goes to break Randy's leg. Randy escapes up the ramp as we go to a video package for the attacks on Roman Reigns. 
Then Kevin Owens meets with Shane McMahon in his office and try to convince him to waive the $100,000 fine he gave Kevin last week. Shane said that he'll take it under consideration before Kevin leaves. All right, so we get our first King of the Ring tournament match, first round match of SmackDown tonight, and that's Apollo Crews versus Andrade. All right, so the match starts out with Apollo turns Andrade inside out as soon as the match starts before Andrade hits a drop toe hold onto the middle turnbuckle and hits the running knee on the corner for a two count. Apollo counters a hammerlock DDT and drop kicks Andrade midair when he comes off the top rope before Andrade sends him face first into the apron. Andrade then hits a hurricane rana that sends Apollo into the steps as we go to commercial. Now, Apollo comes back with right hands and a boot before hitting a jumping clothesline and an Olympic slam for a near fall. Andrade rocks Apollo with the boot before Apollo catches him onto the top turnbuckle and Andrade hits another drop toe hold onto the turnbuckle. Apollo then dodges the double knees into the corner and hits an Ingazuri into a standing shooting star press for a near fall before Zelina distracts Apollo and Andrade hits a Judas effect into a hammerlock DDT for a pin to win. And there you have it. Andrade defeats Apollo Crews via, vim, vim, mm, via pinfall with the hammerlock DDT to advance to the next round of the King of the Ring tournament. All right, so next up, we have Daniel Bryan and Rowan bring a cloak figured into the room and grill him before we cut to Elias playing guitar and walking backstage before unveiling a referee in disguise and chokes Drake Maverick before Drake says Elias is immune from being pinned for the next 24 hours via orders from Shane McMahon. Now, Alexa Bliss comes onto the stage for a moment of bliss with Nikki Cross and introduces her guest, Charlotte. Alexa, Alexa asks Charlotte about her victory over Trish Stratus at SummerSlam. Charlotte says that she took the torch and is the queen of all eras and she is the queen of the women's division. Charlotte says that she is SmackDown before she's interrupted by the SmackDown Women's Champion who says no matter what, Charlotte says at the end of the night, she's the champion and therefore better than her. Bailey then, then, then sets up a match between the two for a clash of champions before shoving Charlotte down to the ground. Roman confronts Buddy Murphy about what he's lying about the attack on Roman before Roman leaves. All right. Oh, you know what? I think. Uh, oh, oh I think I'm, all right. All right. Next up, we get a match between the Revival versus Heavy Machinery. Tucker and Dash start off the match. Tucker is focused on the injured ribs of Dash before Otis locks in a bear hug and Heavy Machinery 
hit a double delayed suplex before both members of the revival and clothesline them out of the ring as we go to commercial. We come back from break to dash in control of Tucker, having him in a rear chin lock before hitting a bulldog off the top for a two count. Tucker then hits a flapjack and tags in Otis, who hits a spinny scoop slam in the calipedaler before a dash rolls him up out of nowhere for the pin to win. And there you have it. The Revival defeat Heavy Machinery via pinfall. Now next up, Chad Gable is interviewed about being in the King of the Ring tournament while Shelton Benjamin watches from the men's room before sneaking away after Chad sees a sign that says that you have been a certain height to be in this tournament. Next up, The Miz comes out of the ring for Miz TV and introduces his guest, Sami Zayn, before Sami has the Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, out to the ring. And Shinsuke attacks Miz with Sami controlling him, egging him to Paul Heyman with Brock Lesnar, comparing him to Paul Heyman with Brock Lesnar. We go to Daniel and Rowan with their captive before Kevin meets Shane again. And Shane says that if Kevin ever lays a hand on him, WWE officials again, he'll be fired before forgiving Kevin of the fine before he tries to shake his hand. But Shane says they're not there yet. All right, so we have the next King of the Ring first round match, and that's Elias versus Kevin Owens. Now, Elias bags Kevin into the ropes and kicks in the headlock before he drops Kevin with the shoulder block, and Kevin drops him with the back elbow before clotheslining him off the top rope. Kevin pursues Elias at ringside and chops him before Elias sends him into the barricade and toss him back into the ring before chopping Kevin in the corner. Kevin hits a released German suplex into a cannonball for a two count before he interrupts Shane McMahon as we go to commercial. Elias has hit Kevin in a side headlock as we come back from commercial break. And we see how Kevin hits a splash off the apron during the break as Shane lock on the right side. From ringside, excuse me. Elias drops Kevin with the high knee for a near fall and beats Kevin down in the corner before Kevin comes back with the snap DDT. Kevin hits a missile drop kick and a running senton before Elias catches him on the top turnbuckle and hits an electric chair for a sit-down powerbomb for a near fall. Elias sets Kevin on the top turnbuckle before knocking him down and goes for a flipping senton. But Elias gets his knees up before Kevin sends him out of the ring and hits a cannonball off the apron. Kevin then gets distracted by Shane who makes himself the referee and Kevin super kicks Elias before Elias rolls Kevin up and gives a fast count for the near pin and the win. 
So there you have it. Elias defeats Kevin Owens via pinfall for a fast count by Shane McMahon to advance to the next round of the King of the Ring tournament. And that's and then we see the end of the show where Daniel Bryan reveals to Roman Reigns a man who looks similar to Rowan. All right, and that was SmackDown. Well, I wouldn't say it was a boring SmackDown. It was just an okay SmackDown. Um, I totally admitted it, and I apologize, folks, about the Daniel Bryan and Buddy Murphy match, but it was a great match. Uh, I don't know how, what I was doing when I did the notes that I forgot that match, but it was great. I think that was, in my opinion, the highlight of SmackDown. Wasn't really too much to it. I give, I give SmackDown a solid maybe 2.75, close to three stars. I say Raw was the better show of the two this week. And that's kind of crazy to believe. <laughs> All right. So that was the Raw and SmackDown highlights for this week. Y'all know how I do. I'm going to go into some quick WWE tidbit news. Usually just give you five. No more than six good uh, tidbit news of WWE. The first one is uh, reported by Dave Meltzer. He reports that NXT deal with USA is worth $30 million to $50 million annually over two years. And speaking of which, WWE announced that NXT will be moving to the new SA network beginning September 18th with a live two-hour weekly program. Now, the show will air 8 p.m. every Wednesday from Full Sail, which is good. All right. So, WWE WWE announced that NXT superstars Matt Riddle and Keith Lee will team up at Progress 95 to take on Mustache Mountain, the duo of Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. All right, and that'll be Progress 9, Chapter 95 still chasing on Sunday, September 15th at the Alexandria Palace. Now, the Hollywood Reporter is reporting that WWE and Endeavor Audio have struck a deal to create a podcast network that will feature several series of focus on the superstars. More details are expected to be announced in the near future. That's huge that WWE getting their own podcast network. I hope they don't take out the little guy like me that's on the rise. Because <laughs> I'm just getting into the game and I hate for them to just take me out so quick. <laughs> No, I ain't going nowhere. I enjoy doing this no matter who, who does. I'm, I, I love doing this podcast for you guys. So, now, with NXT moving to the USA Network on September 18th, WWE having more television on cable than ever before, fans wonder if they'll receive talent once again, once again as the shift brands to add more depth to the roster. Now, recently, Pete Dunne was moved from NXT UK to NXT after completing his historic 685-day NXT UK championship reign. Speaking to the Sun, Tyler Bate discussed the possibility of him moving the brands in the near future. Now, Pete, and I quote, Pete seems to be enjoying himself and it's something new for him to experience in his career. He's enjoying it, says Bate. As far as I'm aware, I have no plan. There is no plan for me to be going anywhere anytime soon. 
I'm quite enjoying my time here at NXT UK and my goal is to keep things fresh and interesting. I like to try new things and go to new places and if I can do that in NXT UK then I'm fine staying here. But there's nothing planned as far as I'm aware of for me to go anywhere anytime soon. Alright. And in some other big news it was announced the couple uh, well the man and Seth Rollins they appear in the Twitter post with the WWE Raw, Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch sporting a ring on a rocky beach side along her significant other and groomed to be the Universal Champion Seth Rollins that's right folks they announced their engagement it's news. I got to report it. So it is what it is. I'm I'm happy for the couple. I hope everything works out for the best for those guys. All right. So now I am done with all the WWE news. I've done Raw and SmackDown highlights. Going to take another water break. And then we're going to go into AEW. All Elite Wrestling, baby. That's right. We're going in all Elite Wrestling next. So hang tight. All right. Peace. All right, folks, we back from the water break here. It's time to go ahead into some AW news. We're going to keep this thing rolling. All right, so first up, of course, y'all know how I do. Do a recap of the latest episode of Being the Elite. This time is Being the Elite, episode 166. All right, so on the latest edition of Being the Elite, it was announced the AEW will be heading to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on October 23rd at the Pearson Events Center for its fourth TNT episode. The following week, they'll be in Charleston, West Virginia at the Charleston Coliseum on October 30th. As noted, AEW has already sold out its first three shows, Washington, D.C., October 2nd, Boston, October 9th, and of course, here at the 215 Philadelphia. I'm still going to get my tickets the best way I can. I don't know how, but I'm getting them tickets. And that's for October 16th at the Lear Course Center. All right, so now is the rest of the highlights for Being the Elite, episode 166. Now, in dramatic fashion, Nick Jackson climbs towards and up a ladder outside his house like he's in a wrestling match. Matt was looking on the entire time and asking him, what the hell's he doing? Nick says, just cleaning out my gutters and tosses some leaves at Matt. Now, Matt gets word that the second and third TNT tapings have sold out. He said they sold 9,000 tickets in Philly for Philly in 22 minutes and 6,000 tickets in Boston in 57 minutes, taking longer because Ticketmaster's site was slowing down. Now, somewhere in Canada, SCU gets out of their car, and they're already in a bad mood about being in the worst town. Daniel is so bothered, he doesn't even want to do the bit and goes back into the car. 
Now backstage, we have Sammy Guerrero runs into Brandon Cutler. Guerrero tells him that he's had a great match, which he's done previously. Cutler says, oh, let me guess. You didn't see it, but you heard it. Guerrero says he saw it and gives him props. But Cutler was waiting for Guerrero to say something mean, but it never came. So the Young Bucks talk about selling out their TNT taping. They show off the, their new Young Bucks shirt and talk about their upcoming Atlantic match against Pentagon Jr. in Phoenix. Nick says he's never studied up so much about Lucha Libre before. Matt talks about the crazy things Nick go, does off ladders. Then it cuts to a hotel room and Cutler's on the phone talking about how Guerrero complimented him on his match. He gets a knock at the door, open it, nobody's there. Cutler heads back into the room and gets another knock and he realizes it's a conjointed room next to him and it's Sammy. Guerrero jumps on the bed and makes himself at home. Guerrero says that he can't just leave the door open and Cutler isn't so sure about that. Guerrero asks him if he wants to work out. Cutler agrees. Clips of the two of them hitting the gym and the pool. The two trade merch and suddenly become good friends. Now Orange Cassidy is laid on the ground with Peter Avalon sitting nearby. Referee Rich Knox comes in and raises Cassidy's arms three times and calls for the bell. Avalon looks confused and lifts Cassidy's sunglasses. He stares straight at the camera and scares Avalon a bit. BTE mailbag. <laughs> All right, so Nick Jackson is asked if AW will ever have a video game, and his response, yep. Matt is then asked which match steals the show at All Out. Matt says besides their own match, he'll go with a Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho. Now, Brandon Cutler talks with Christopher Daniels while they're in Canada. They're getting ready to head back to the States, and Cutler realizes his passport is still in the hotel. But Guerrero is still there. He calls him up and asks if he asks him if he's seen his passport. Now, Guerrero is holding it and says he hasn't seen it and tossed it straight in the trash. And that ends that BTE episode 166. All right, so next up is the recap to Roll to All Out Episode 7. All right, so it starts out in the AEW Control Center, and Lexi Nair hypes up the upcoming pay-per-view, specifically the rivalry between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, who will defend the AAA Tag Team titles in a ladder match on August 31st. The Young Bucks talk about the match and says Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix are one of their best rivals. Matt notes Nick, him and Nick usually have their advantage in matches because they're both brothers and they just know what each other are thinking. But in this match, they don't have an advantage against Pentagon and Phoenix. They do believe they have an advantage though as Matt doesn't think their opponents have seen what they can do in a ladder match. Nick says when the stakes are at their highest, the Young Bucks excel. All right, so it's been announced that a private party will take on 
Angelico and Jack Evans on the buyout, the buy-in at All Out. That's the pre-show for All Out. All right, so next up, Jim Ross sits down with Hangman Adam Page to talk about the upcoming AEW World Championship match at AEW's All Out between Chris Jericho and Page. Ross says that some people feel this may be too much for Page at age 27 years old and wonders what Page thinks about that. Page says some of the people might see the best case scenario as Jericho winning the title because he's done it before and because AEW is going to TV and it might be best for him to be champion. He continues what AEW is at its core and that was it wasn't built by reckonable faces but it was built on people doing cowboy you know what sugar honey iced tea <laughs> i put it that way page thinks he can bring something new to the table as champion raw says he thinks jericho is dangerous right now because he really doesn't have a weakness and asks how page prepares for that Page said it's difficult to do so and goes on about how he's grown up watching Jericho and all the years it took him to get to this point in his career. He says Jericho does have one weakness and it's how physically desperate Jericho is going to win the championship title. Ross says assuming Jericho is the favorite in this match, is Page good with being an underdog? Page replies, he's always been that, so it doesn't bother him at all. Ultimately, Page says he has to take advantage of his opportunity and win the title. All right, and that was the end of the episode of Rolled All Out, episode 7. All right, so now i got some AEW news going to real quick. All right. Now, in unfortunate news, it has been confirmed that John Moxley will not be competing against Kenny Omega at all at AEW's All Out next weekend. It was first reported by Dave Meltzer Moxley was dealing with the elbow injury. Now, a reverted tweet that was unlikely Mox would be appearing at All Out because the ailment with his elbow has gotten worse. Now, Moxley took to Twitter confirming that his elbow has reached a MRSA level infection and that he'll be undergoing surgery Saturday. Cody Rhodes made an announcement via Twitter that his replacement will be Pop versus Kenny Omega at All Out. Alright. Now I already announced this and I'll announce it again. AEW has announced a new tag team match for the upcoming All Out pay-per-view. Piper Party with Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Queen versus Jack Evans and Angelico. And that match will take place on AEW's buy-in pre-show, which will stream for free on YouTube. Now, AEW has announced that the first ever AEW World Tag Team Champions will be crowned during the fifth AEW on TNT episode, which takes place on Wednesday, October 30th from Charleston Coliseum in Charleston, West Virginia. And AEW announced earlier in the week that the semifinals of the AEW World Tag Team title tournament will take place October 23rd from the Peters, the Peterson's Evans Arena in Pittsburgh, PA. Now, August 31st, AEW All-Out Pay-Per-View will feature Dark Order, Dark Order 
versus the best friends with the winner the winner receiving a first round bye in the tournament. The second AEW on TNT episode on October 9th from the Egan's Arena in Boston matches Chusage will then feature Private Party versus the Young Bucks in a first round tournament match. All right. Also, Alex Golden Boy Mendez announced that he has signed with All Elite Wrestling. Golden Boy once served as one of the announcers for AEW Fighter Fest and also did commentary work for NBC's Titan Games. He's best known for his commentary work for various esport events, including Bizarre Entertainment's Overleague Watch, Epic Games Fortnite Battle, Royal, Cheddar TV, TVS E-League, Major League Game, Gaming, MLG, Psychonic Rocket League Championship Series, 343 Industrial Halo Championship Series, and Electronic Arts Battlefield. All right, now, one of the signature voices of the Monday Night Morris is on his way to All Elite Wrestling. PW Insider is reporting that Tony Schiavone has become the new member of the AEW brand. This after speculation that WWE had interest in the former WCW announcer. The report went on to say that Shivani will be able to continue his com- color commentary duties with Major League Wrestling, where he signed a two-year deal. It was previously reported that Shivani's current contract with MLW would not allow him to work with any other company like AEW or WWE. In fact, Court Bauer didn't know that Shivani was going to be involved in AEW's Rolled All Out online series, which was shot this past May. All right, so that's pretty much everything AEW related. Don't forget, your boy will be at StarCast 3 next week. I leave next Friday. I got my plane ticket. I'm good to go. I already got the tickets to StarCast, so I am ready to go. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to this trip. This is a huge trip for you guys. This may be big things for this podcast, so just stay tuned. Lord willing, I'm going to be getting some interviews. It's just going to be a great time. And I'm going to be going with some of the guys from Russell Cave. So look forward to that. All right. So now just going to go into some other wrestling news around the wrestling world. All right. We're going to take a little stop in the Impact real quick. And Ken, Shock, Ken Shamrock has returned to Impact Wrestling. The world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, announced that he'll be part of Impact Wrestling's TV tapings in September. Impact Wrestling will hold their TV tapings from Las Vegas on September 5th and 6th. All right, now, LAX hinted at a free agent decision. Uh, Don't forget, these news come straight from um, Fightful.com. Shout out to SRS, my man, Jimmy Van Zandt. Hope to see SRS in Chicago when I go to StarCast 3. So anyway, back to LAX hinted a free agent decision. The former Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions, LAX, Santana, Ortiz, are set to become free agents at the end of the month as their contracts with Impact Wrestling will expire. LAX started with Impact in 2017, winning the Impact Tag Team titles four times during their time with the company. And this is a quote from their them being a, their appearance being on Shining Wizards podcast. 
they trusted us in a position where guys at our level coming in we were brand new to tv santana said on shining wizards podcast we were brand new to working that kind of style every situation they threw us in they trusted us to hit out of the park not even knowing who we were the fact that they gave lax meaning to the world especially at that time coming in we were kids that actually believed in everything we could do now the duo wrestled their last match with impact at the august 16th television taping in mexico and were given a send-off by various members of the roster the following day santana posted a thank you to the company and confirmed that they had wrestled their last match with impact all right now in some roh news sinclair broadcasting group the parent company of ring of honor officially acquired 21 fox regional sports networks there's no word on what that means for roh television which currently airs on various sinclair owned networks all right now new matches were added to the roh cmll tour ring ring of honor announcer ian ring kaboni posted a new video announcing two more matches for the upcoming ROH CMLL Global's Wars Spectacular Tour. The tour will begin September 6th and run through September 8th, hitting Dearborn, Chicago, and Melbourne. I mean, Milwaukee, excuse me. Dearborn, Chicago, and then Milwaukee. Now, the new matches that were added, night one, September 6th in Dearborn, Michigan, Villain Enterprises, Marty Skrull, PCO, Brody King, and Flip Gordon will versus Askuma, Ray Buccanero, Hichero, and Barbo Canavanero. Night 3, September 8th in Milwaukee, we'll see Flip Gordon versus PJ Black versus Treetom in a triple threat match. And then the last, yeah. Those were the two matches that were added, all right? All right, so in MLW news, they added a new match to the War Chamber. Major League Wrestling announced that Austin Aries will face Byron Pillman Jr. at MLW War Chamber on September 7th. All right. So, now, take another water break, and then we're going to go into my favorite part of the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast. That's the weekly top 10, the high spot. And botch of the week, and also the top WB female wrestler of the week. And then I'll go into a very quick editorial, not too long. All right. Hold tight. Peace. All right, so that was a quick water break because I want to end this. We a little bit over an hour, so I want to wrap this up, especially I'm going to Fan Fest. Shout out to 97.5, the Fanatic. I'm heading down there in a little bit down Xfinity Live, so that's another reason why I want to get this over. <laughs> All right, so your weekly top 10 this week is your top 10 tag teams that your boy Jay Raw is feeling right now. All right, we're going to start with number 10 is the best friends. Number nine are the Briscoes, your ROH tag team champions. Next up, number eight, the IWGP 
tag team champions. That's no ain't nobody realer than Gorilla. Those gorillas of destiny, Tama Tonga and Tama Loa. Number seven is the Street Profits. Number six, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. Number five is LAX, even though they free agents, but they're on my top five. Number four is the New Day. Your SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, New Day. <laughs> Number three is Private Party. Number two is UE, the Undisputed Era. Not going to get that spoiler, but they're number two. And number one, of course, is the Young Bucks, a.k.a. the Bucks of Youth. All right, once again, recapping my top ten top tag teams. Number ten, the Best Friends. Number nine, the Briscoes. Number eight, the Gorillas of Destiny. Number seven, the Street Profits. Number six, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr., Number five, LAX. Number four, New Day. Number three, for Private Party. Number two, Undisputed Era. And number one is the Young Bucks. All right, so that's your top ten for the week. All right, the hot spot of the week, I must admit, it has to go to NXT moving to USA starting September 18th. That's going to be a huge deal right there. And also kind of solidifying nxt as a third brand so that that's a big move and i'm really interested to see how that's going to come off from my understanding they said the takeovers are still air on the network which is cool so you still get some exclusivity to nxt still being on the network all right the botch of the week man this is hurting me right now to make this a botch but i gotta give it to him new japan how y'all not going to air the Super J Cup? And y'all not going to air World Quest? Not even on New Japan World. That's why I got to get at the botch of the week. That That's a botch. It's no, unless I'm missing something that's going to air on Fight TV. I haven't seen nowhere. But yeah, I don't understand why New Japan ain't doing that. Doesn't make any sense to me. All right. So the last segment of the week is one of my favorites and i'll probably do a post up especially when i um add the uh newest episodes up on uh women and boy shorts my facebook group but the top woman and boy shorts female wrestler of the week has to go to the boss the legit boss sasha banks i like her coming back from the rip as a heel she's always been great as a heel so it makes perfect sense her leaving and coming away I'm looking forward to this little rivalry between her and becky um i would not be surprised if she did win the raw title back from becky uh i'll give it maybe tlc maybe by royal rumble who knows but i, I would i wouldn't be surprised if sasha gets the belt from becky and then somehow becky gets it back from her on the road to WrestleMania, who knows? I can see the tea leaves kind of going that way. So, and I love the blue hair. I love Sasha's blue hair. So that's why I had to give Sasha the top spot of the WB female wrestler of the week. That's right, woman in boy shorts. Make sure you go to that Facebook group. It's tasteless. It's cool. It's nothing, nothing nasty, nothing like that. You know, you guys will like it. So make sure. All right, so. It's come to the end of the road. My editorial for this week, going back into, um, like I said, uh, the big move with um, NXT 
going to USA. I think that's that's great. Like I said, we'll reiterate that once again. Um, you know, looking looking to see how. And you can kind of say it's a it's a it's a Wednesday night war, like everybody portraying it to be, but just giving us opportunity to just have a great night of wrestling on Wednesdays. <laughs> so, hey, that's all pretty much I can say on that. Um, as far as uh, my thoughts on my upcoming trip to Chicago, the Starcast Three, really looking forward to that. Um. Like I said, Laura willing, I can get some interviews. That'll be great, not only for the J. Raw Wrestling Podcast, but for One Struggle TV. Because um, I will be debuting a new show featuring wrestlers. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty much it. Just looking forward to the trip. That's all. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and end episode 12 of the J. Raw Weekly Wrestling Podcast. Uh, real quick, let me do my shout outs and my plugs. First and foremost, want to make sure you guys know we got one week left for the big showcase going down next Saturday. Unfortunately, I won't be there, but that is no excuse. You guys can't be there. So make sure y'all come out. Get your tickets on eventbrite.com. Shout out, salute, big bro, DJ Hardcore, DJ Hardcore Productions. What up? Um, like I said, we're gonna be debuting um the the sports podcast very shortly. Um, in the works of doing something, having some content up within the next two weeks or so. Um, definitely going to do a recap and a preview show for the Eagles. Going to start out with it. my boys, the Birds, on a road that goes to the bowl, baby. You know, looking forward to that. Doing that with Big Cuz. Can't forget to shout out the vice president, VP Notes G, One Struggle ENT, also the CEO of Golden Associates. What up, bro, bro? Also want to shout out Flames the Vet, Reno Bryce, the Bush Boys, Rodney Leafy, and Bushes. Can't forget my man that's killing it right now. That's Super K, Super My Super. Make sure y'all check out his latest single up everywhere on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. It's everywhere. It's in distribution, so y'all make sure to show my brother some support, all right? Okay, and can't forget the wrestling groups, uh, Facebook wrestling groups, that is. Shout out to my other brothers, my brothers in this podcast game. That's Russell Key. Make sure you check them out everywhere. Oh, speaking. Oh, I forgot. Not forgot, but I was just going to save it and making a huge announcement today on this episode. We are on another platform. We're on speaker.com. So now you can go to speaker.com slash one struggle radio. You can check out the J. Raw Wrestling podcast. Also, that's where we're going to have the music and sports podcast as well. Now I can upload um, episodes through speaker on the YouTube as well. So you'll have another way to get the j raw wrestling podcast so not only on we on Castbox fm now we're on speaker as well as soundcloud and we're on youtube all right um back to my shout outs again <laughs> can't forget ace porter what up ace geech geech what up can't forget 30 case pat with the facts mike b jones yasmin dwight mc quick and everybody up in uh, russell k facebook group 
Can't forget the Marked Out Club. Shout out to them. Shout out to Sid Puller and the True Hills. What up? You can catch episodes of the J. Raw Russell Podcast on True Hills um, Facebook group. And can't forget my own personal Facebook group, Woman and Boy Shorts, where you're going to get this episode. And I'll make sure to update all the latest episodes on there as well. All right, like I said, make sure you go to castboxbox.fm.com to get today's episode. You can also check us out now, like I said, on Speaker at One Struggle Radio at speaker.com. I believe it's speakerfm.com, but we're on Speaker now. Like I said, we're, we're on, we've been on SoundCloud, so you can definitely check us out on SoundCloud, One Struggle Radio, and we're on YouTube at One Struggle Radio. All right. So, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Y'all, Saturday, I'm getting ready to get ready to go to uh, Fantasy Fest 97.5. Shout out to Mikey Miss, Devon Givens, Tyrone, everybody. Looking forward to meeting them today. So, let me hurry up in this episode so I can get out of here. Peace.